Hello, Monetization Nation. Today, I am joined by Steve Woodruff. Steve is a consultant, author, and speaker. He's the president of Impactivity, Clarity Fuel, um, where he is known as the king of clarity and offers life sciences training. Uh, he also does consulting and workshops. In a world full of noise and distraction, Steve helps businesses craft a clear message so they can be heard, remembered, and referred. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. In over 34 years of business experience, he's consulted with companies ranging from solo startups to top five pharma. He's also the author of Clarity Wins. We're gonna discuss this a lot today. Thank you so much for joining us, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here, Nathan. Thanks for inviting me. Can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about? And so what I love to do is to get in front of businesses and people and messages and say, how can we condense this down to its simplest and clearest form? It's really kind of an obsession and a compulsion for me. Tell us your story. How, how did you become an expert in clarity? Well, like a lot of people, my career bounced around a lot like a pinball machine. And so I started my professional career in medical devices, sales and marketing. And I found that though my primary job was sales, I had this real interest and fascination in marketing and messaging. And this was a small company and you wear a lot of hats. So I started doing more of that. Uh, and then after 10 years there, I moved on to a company that provided software training solutions to pharmaceutical and biotech companies. And once again, I was wearing both hats of marketing, selling, strategy, branding. And the more I got into this career, the more I realized I'm kind of a branding guy more than I am a sales guy. I just love the idea of how do you position and message something. So I went out on my own 14 years ago, and what I decided to do was create a consultancy where I would help small companies figure out their brand and their messages, and then refer them in a targeted way to my pharma clients to help them create beneficial partnerships both ways. So it was a bit of a matchmaker of pharmaceutical training departments and training companies. And then over that time, I have developed my own intellectual property, my what I call the clarity formula on how individuals and companies and brands can communicate and collaborate clearly. Uh, so the book was the start of that in 2018. I published that focusing on uh, referral and branding. Uh, but lately, a lot of what I've been developing is more in internal corporate communications and collaboration workshops and how to just simply communicate effectively. In fact, this morning, I just wrapped up a course on effective email using the clarity principles. Love it. Okay. So why don't you take us through that clarity formula? So the clarity formula assumes that there are three things that we want to do most of the time when we're communicating, especially professional communications. We want to get to the point. We have to have a point that we're actually trying to get across. We want to get the point across, that is get it to people in such a way that they can process it and remember it effectively. 
And then the ultimate goal is typically to get everybody on the same page, to reach alignment and agreement. That's what we're seeking to do. So what that means is we have to effectively package information so that the brain can process it because the brain has a filtering system called the RAS, the reticular activating system, which is always looking for relevance. It wants the most relevant thing and it's filtering out 99% of what's coming our way. So our challenge as communicators is to get through the RAS by immediately showing the relevance, the what's in it for me. And what that means is we have to learn how to get to the point, and I use the formula ARIA, uh, A-R-I-A. First, we have to get attention. Then we have to immediately show relevance. Then we can impart information. Then we have a call to action. And if you think about it, this is the very formula that an effective 30-second commercial uses, any good trainer uses, any good presenter, in fact, Every form of communication can use this sequence beneficially to make sure that you get your point across very quickly in a brain-friendly way. What was your aha moment when you realized the importance of clarity and, and the difference it could make for companies? There were a lot of those. One, one of the aha moments that I had was this understanding that people get something stuck in their brains. They pigeonhole other people, other companies. So when we'd come in and talk to clients, we'd introduce ourselves by the company name and they would be perplexed what that was. And then we'd mention the product. Oh, you're that company. And I realized that great branding means owning real estate in somebody's mind and not trying necessarily to change their mind if you've already owned real estate there. So a great brand is a way of getting embedded in people's brains. And so we actually changed the name of the company to be in line with the name of the product so that we became more memorable. Can you share with us, what did you go from and what did you go to, just to give us an example? So the name of the company used to be called Formal Systems, which means whatever, you know, it's, it's not a very, you know, a sticky name. But the name of the software package was called Pedagog, and it was used for online testing. And people that used it recognized Pedagog. Oh, I'm going to have a Pedagog test. We use Pedagog. We have Pedagog, Pedagog, Pedagog. So as soon as we would say Pedagog, people would know who we were. If gotcha. we said formal systems, they had no idea who we were. So you changed the name of the company to Pedagog. The Pedagog Solutions, right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, especially since if pedagog wasn't known in the industry, that wouldn't have been as clear of a decision. But because that was the brand that your ideal customers knew, um, that made a lot of sense to go in and right. rebrand with that. I love you want it. to own, and, and the lesson for me was, you're typically not going to get five pieces of real estate in anybody's mind. You're going to get one. So Great. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, exactly. So great branding is trying to create one vivid impression in people's minds and making it stick. So I did that a few years ago when a friend of mine, Chris Brogan, on my Facebook page said, happy birthday to the king of clarity. Uh, I he, love him. He is he so came up, <laughs> Oh, he's great. And he just came up with that name. And I looked at that and I said, dang, that's that's really some bold branding. Would I, do I dare, 
Do I dare take that on? And well, who I, else is it though, right? Who else is in that space that, that could make that claim? Yeah. And the word clarity had enough uniqueness that it was, you know, it's, it's a different word. And then there's only one king of clarity. And so I took it and ran with it. And it has been incredibly effective that, you know, I don't want people to think about 28 different things. If they can just remember the king of clarity, I win. And so that's the way to do great branding is you want to own one piece of real estate. And kind of own a word from the English language too in, in, your, in the pool of ideal customers. Mm-hmm. I think that gives you a lot of credibility. In all of this work you've done in Clarity for yourself and for other organizations, what is the greatest home run you've hit? I'd say the biggest reward is working with individuals in career transition. That is what I love the most because that's a branding exercise. You're going to somebody and you're saying, let's look at all your strengths. Let's look at what you're best at. Let's look at your desires. Let's figure out the direction you want to go in and then package it, brand you with the right words. And I've done this many, many times with people. uh, And I love that work because you can make a huge impact on somebody's life at a crucial place by helping them get in touch with who they are and then be able to articulate it to others. And I've seen a number of my clients find great jobs because they now know what to say and how to articulate it. In all of this time you've been working with Clarity, what's the biggest failure or mistake that you've seen related to Clarity and what'd you learn from it? So for me, I think that a fabulous branding opportunity is if you see something over and over again, you wanna be able to embed it in people's memories and something that everybody sees over and over again, all over the globe, is a brown delivery truck from a company called? UPS. UPS. Now, Nathan, what does it say on the side of that truck? I have no idea other than UPS. Nobody knows. And yet, it has one of two phrases, or both, but they make no impact on the mind. So one of the phrases is worldwide services, which <laughs> means nothing, anything. Yeah. Worldwide's nice, but you know, services, what are we talking about? The other, and this is a great sim, is synchronizing the world of commerce. And They do that, but that's a message for supply chain directors. That's a message for this tiny percentage of people that actually understand what the world of commerce is and what synchronization is and what back office is. It's something they do. They're great at logistics, but that message will not resonate with 120,000 moving billboards all over the globe. Nobody can memory remember their message. That to me is a lack of clarity. You're not actually communicating. So your book talks about the greatest business challenge and and knowing your enemy there in part one. Can you talk about that challenge and that enemy? 
Yeah, most people think of their competitors as this company or that company or that company. And I, I'm of the conviction that we all have one major competitor, the same one, and that's noise. It is so busy out there. There's so much noise and distraction. And there's so little attention that people are able to pay that the major challenge we have is getting attention, breaking through the noise, rising above the noise, being something other than a commodity or just static and making our point. And I think that if you can arrive at that point and realize that your biggest challenge is getting through the filtering system of somebody's brain with a message that wakes them up, that will help you really focus on how can we be a great communicator, no matter what type of product or service or anything that we have, everybody's got the same challenge of breaking through the noise. Everybody's gotta be able to gain, to earn attention and that means skillfully crafted words and skillfully positioning a brand so that people can say, ah, I get it. I see it. I know what that is. I know why it's important. And many businesses, most businesses, I would say, fail miserably at this. They just spew a bunch of commodity jargon language that's part of the noise. The second part of your book talks about creating clarity. Um, so you talk about choosing your niche. You talk about the five elements of clarity. Um, will you talk us through what those, what those five areas of clarity are? The five elements of clarity is, is fun because I, I, I did some serious R&D to come up with that. Uh, R&D stands for ripoff and duplication. So everybody has heard what makes a good article, how a journalist is supposed to make a good article. You ask the who, the what, the why, the how, the where, you know. It turns out that it's answering those questions that actually defines your brand. So the what is, what is the exact service or product or thing that you are bringing to people in order to solve a problem? The who is out of the seven and a half billion people on this planet, exactly who is feeling something that actually makes them a potential customer. And I mean, getting who all the way down to titles, roles, divisions of companies, you gotta be specific. The how is what is the unique differentiating value that you bring? What's your secret sauce? What's your superpower? Something that makes you or your company special. The where has to do with, are we a global company? Are we local? Are we physical? Are we virtual? Do we do our business in this sector, HR? Do we do it in this sector, sales? Do we do it in manufacturing? You've got to have a niche somewhere where you do your business. And then the why is the driving pain or need that somebody feels. Nobody opens their wallet except for pain. Something yearning that we've got to take care of. And we have to identify in words what those people are feeling by way of pain or desire 
and say, okay, that's my customer. This is my specific way of helping with that. So we can't just say, uh, we have uh, computer-based products for HR companies. The heck does that mean? It means about as much as worldwide services. So what we've got to say is, you know, my podcast is for these type of people that are looking for this kind of help in this theme of monetization, and they want to hear from this kind of person, and here's the type of advice they want. Okay, now we know what the podcast's all about. Now we know what to do with it. And most customers don't answer those crucial questions, and so even the employees aren't exactly sure what they're all about and why the company exists. Part three talks about referral networking of your book. Um, you want to talk about some of your best secrets and strategies and stories for referral networking? So the major thing I like to talk about with referrals is it, it's, the, it's a perception shift that people have. If I stand up in front of any group and I say, what's the best source of new business? Anybody that's thought about it for a little bit says referrals. So with referrals, there's no better way to get new business than have a trusted somebody tell somebody else that you're someone to do business with. Best way ever. But then I'll ask, who has a referral strategy? Companies have sales strategies, marketing strategies, advertising strategies, all this stuff. But if referrals are the best way to get new business, shouldn't we actually concentrate most of our efforts on a referral strategy? Yeah. And once you say that, once you realize that, then you recognize, now, wait a minute then. Our most important thing may not be billboards. It may not be radio ads. It may not be hiring a six-figure salesperson. It may be coming up with the right little word packages that we can hand off to clients and others who can more accurately refer us. Yeah. And this is the thing that's missing most of the time is we don't have these little word packages that a regular person can say, ah, that's for the king of clarity. Oh, that's Nathan. I, I, he does that. And our best work, I think, for business development is handing off these little verbal business cards that can embed in people's minds to say, oh, that's Steve. Because yeah. now we've equipped our sales force and we're not even paying them. Where they know that if they have a problem or someone they care about has a problem in a certain area, they know exactly who to go to, who's the expert in that space. And that's why I talk about this whole idea of narrowing it down to the most distilled essence. Referral partners or friends, they can't also maintain 30 different things in their heads about us. I want them to know one thing. Oh, king of clarity, that's a, that's a clarity thing. Yeah. I win. If they're thinking, well, Steve kind of does that, or maybe he doesn't, I don't know. Well, he's kind of... You don't get referrals yeah. that way. Thank you so much, Steve, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, to create a clear message, we want to get the point, get our point across, and get everyone on the same page. Number two, to get our point across, we should focus on who, what, why, where, and how. Number three, 
To own real estate in our customers' minds and be remembered, we should be simple and clear in our messaging. Number four, our greatest competitor is the noise and distraction our customers encounter. To stand out amongst the noise, we should relate our brand's message to our customers' top passions. Number five, referrals are a great way to help us get business. We should strive to use verbal packages to help our customers know what to say when they refer to us in a way that will be remembered. To learn more about or connect with Steve, you can find him on LinkedIn, you can visit his website at claritifuel.com, or check out his book on claritywins.org. And you can find links to each of those sites on the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get my free ebook about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in creating a clear brand message that stands out. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.